Are you a meat lover who values high-quality, sustainably sourced products? Mm -hmm. Look no further than ButcherBox. With ButcherBox, you can enjoy a curated selection of premium meats delivered right to your doorstep. ButcherBox offers a variety of options, including 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork. Their meats are sourced from trusted farmers who prioritize animal welfare and sustainable practices. By becoming a ButcherBox member, you not only get access to top-notch meats, but also support ethical farming and contribute to a healthier planet. Plus, with their convenient subscription service, you can customize your box and have it delivered on a schedule that works for you. Whether you're a culinary enthusiast or simply looking to elevate your meals, ButcherBox has you covered. Experience the convenience, quality, and taste that ButcherBox brings to the table and try ButcherBox today to discover a new level of meat satisfaction. ButcherBox has a flavorful promotion right now for new users who can select their, their choice of either three pounds of wild-caught salmon, two pounds of 100% grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or three pounds of free-range organic chicken breast to have in every box for an entire year. Save up to $168 with ground beef for a year, save up to $276 with chicken breast for a year, and save up to $384 with salmon that is wild-caught for a year. If you want any of these awesome savings, don't forget to click the link in the description below or simply use code 2AMPODCAST in all caps. This deal ends January 31st of 2024, so take advantage of it right now. Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we have a dedicated episode on the New Year's resolution. And that, to me, started with eating more meat. I mean, who doesn't want more protein? Um, I know I sure do, especially with my uh, goals for my body this year. Your gym goals? My gym goals, my physique goals, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, and uh, I'm a little bit out of breath after reading that uh, little promo there, but at the end of the day... We have to understand something very important here. Yeah. There are a lot of misconceptions about red meat in specific. Really? Yes. I mean, I'm sure you, you've come across a lot of the studies or the, the headlines in the mainstream media that show that red meat causes cancer. Um, eating eggs, for example, even though it's not red meat, mm -hmm. is equivalent to smoking a pack of cigarettes per day. That's nuts. Which is absolutely insane. And so we uh, at the 2AM podcast aim to bring some truth to the matter. Mm -hmm. I am down. Let's uh, clear up some misconceptions. Um, well, first of all, when we say red meat, mm -hmm. what do you picture? Well, I typically picture... A steak. A steak. But if we're talking about specific animals, I mean, I typically think of bison, sheep, goat. Lamb. Lamb, mm -hmm. cows, probably even pork. Mm -hmm. I think pork would be considered red meat. Mm. Usually all mammals. The meat of all mammals is considered red meat. Okay. So uh, ma many of the things I've heard is um, too much red meat causes hormone imbalance. I've heard that a lot, like on the streets, you know, where everyone's like, you eat a lot of red meat. I can tell by your personality. And I'm like, what the f like? Which Can makes I not, no sense. I am intolerable to some things. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, when in fact, it's it's a game changer. Um, I, I feel like my lifestyle has completely switched 
um, my energy levels have completely changed on a consistent level, you know, mm-hmm. where in, in a good way, of course. But, and nowadays you hear about the keto diet and you hear about carnivore, you know, and what all of that is and why people are doing it besides just merely losing weight, right? Um, sure has a lot of other effects that we are going to cover in this episode. Thanks to Zaid here. Did a little bit of research, yeah. wrote some notes down. Um, but let, let's cover, you know, the definition of red meat because I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Most people think, oh, why would you need to cover the definition? But yeah. I think it's important to just lay down the foundation. Sweet. So technically, uh, red meat is the meat of mammals. Mm-hmm. It can also be classified as any type of meat that has more myoglobin than white meat, which is the non-dark meat found in chicken or fish. Mm. Uh, myoglobin is just a type of protein found in the muscle tissue that carries and stores oxygen. Sure. Now, what is considered red meat as well? It's not always black and white. Um, It comes with the differentiation between white and red meat animals. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while beef, elk, and venison are almost always classified as red meat, other types of meat like pork or veal are often considered white meat Mm -hmm. under the culinary definition due to their lighter hue. I see. So it comes down to color. Mm -hmm. Obviously, hence red meat. That's a little racist. (laughs) (laughs) A little classist. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just to simplify this, I mean, look, we have different types and varieties. Um, If we were to really bring down or clarify a a list of red meat, you have beef, lamb, pork, veal, venison, goat, mutton, rabbit, boar, buffalo, horse meat, Mm. which is highly unconventional, rabbit, hare, elk, and bison. Uh, Completely forgot horse meat was on there because I don't don't normally think about eating horse, you know. I think about riding it. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings up an interesting question, actually. Yeah. So, of course, chicken and poultry, or um, poultry, same Poultry thing. is chicken, yeah. Poultry yeah. and fish are two different types of meat. Yeah. But where would you classify alligator meat, for example? Hmm. It would be an aquatic animal. I would assume it's fish, but it's not, it's not fish. Think about it. Well, actually... Aren't they different from fish? Considering that some hamburger joints have um, alligator meat or crocodile meat, whatever. I forgot which one. Um, <laughs> seems to me like it's red meat. I would imagine it's red meat. Yeah. It's a predator. I don't know. It is a predator, so... we <laughs> Wonder what the nutrition facts are on that, you know? Yeah, so nutrition facts is a big part of the discussion here. Um... When people talk about plant protein powders and protein from plants, I think that people miss out on the fact that uh, bioavailability is the major differentiation here. So bioavailability just refers to the idea that your body has the ability to process nutrients and break it down efficiently. Mm. And when you look at plant protein, it's not good on the bioavailability scale. But red meat is like perfect on it. Because your body absorbs all those amino acids perfectly. Yeah. Good way. Um, I recently heard Costco pizza has 40 grams of protein. And I'm like, there's not a single piece of meat. There's no way. Dude, here. I'll, I will look this up if you want to continue. 40 but grams yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. of protein in one slice? Yes. Um, here, let me see. Costco pizza protein contents. Let's be clear. Like pizza... Consumption for protein is is a terrible idea. Of course. But that's one of the misconceptions where people are like, oh, I still had my protein intake today. 
Yeah, I hit my uh, uh, macro yeah. target. So one slice of Costco pizza has approximately 44 grams of protein. That's more than three times the amount of two hard-boiled eggs. Why? Not sure. <clears throat> Maybe the dough? Possibly. I, that's what I was thinking. It's either either the, the dough, the flour, or the cheese. <laughs> oh, probably it's, the cheese. It has to be the cheese. To be honest, it's probably the cheese. That makes more sense. Yeah. So when I think of plant, like plant-based, you know, like I'm not sure how much protein cauliflower has, <laughs> if any, but. Hmm. Or beans, like people point to beans. Yeah. But in reality, a lot of problem, a lot of people have problems with beans and you have to prepare it in a specific way in order to maximize the amount of protein that you get. And even then it's not going to hold a candle to meat. Yeah. So it's more than just content per food source. It's more than that. Yeah. It's also how the gotcha. animal was raised, how it was cooked, prepared. Yeah. Things of that nature. Fat contents. Mm-hmm. All of that plays a part. Mm-hmm. And I think it plays a part more in how your body receives it, right? Or how it's open to receiving it as well. So there's there's many major contents other than like in vegetables that are in meats, which make it that much higher of a quality of protein. Yeah. For example, you have the full spectrum of amino acids within red meat mm. or most other types of animal-based meat. But with the plant proteins, you don't get that. I see. Yeah. So if we're talking about the nutritional perspective, keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. A three-ounce serving of ground beef contains the following nutrients. Zero grams of carbohydrate, mm-hmm. of course. 22 and a half grams of protein. So a substantial amount of protein, which is very important, as we'll discuss later on. Mm-hmm. Nine and a half grams of fat. milligrams of zinc, which is 38% of your daily value. Mm -hmm. uh, 2.1 micrograms of vitamin B12, which is 35% of your daily value. Mm -hmm. 18.4 micrograms of selenium, 26% of your your daily value. And then it goes down the list for phosphorus, niacin, vitamin B6, iron, riboflavin, potassium. Mm -hmm. In addition, it also has pantothenic acid, copper, and vitamin E. Okay. Um, So in a way kind of just goes back to what I was kind of saying, which is all of these working together, essentially, to uh, have your body perceive it as that good source of protein. Yes. Not like plant-based. Yes. And so you can call meat, red meat specifically, uh, a complete food Mm. because you just get most of what you need from um, generally relatively small serving. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to me because when you think of uh, hunter-gatherer days or even a little bit beyond that, um, we've been eating meat forever, you know? So there and, – and, and then hearing descriptions of how people's body types were back then where they were like strong and able, you know? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to build things like the pyramids or the Great Wall of China or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You needed some sort, some sort of type of – body able to withstand that and it didn't come merely from broccoli or coconuts probably you know i'm sure there are fibers that could probably contributed to it you know we sure have, we have dates and whatever but um if you really really think about it even if i were to watch any film these days or whatever where it was just about the olden days there was a lot of meat available mm-hmm. available and it was something that made um, the human body rich in, you, th- in, you know dude you think about the mongols yeah just like exclusively raw milk, raw dairy, and meat diet. All animal. Yeah. I mean, they were giant, dude. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they, they caused so much 
so much destruction and took over so much land. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, um, what are some of the problems with the notion that meat is unhealthy? Well, the first one that I'd point out is, uh, what you pointed out earlier is just the fact that our hunter-gatherer ancestors have been around for hundreds of thousands of years, mm -hmm. and they primarily hunted big game, animal meat. Mm. And so when you think about that perspective, the evolutionary adaptation, we are adapted to eat red meat. We're not like gorillas. We're not like chimpanzees. Now, we have a lot of genetic similarities, but... Um, our, our stomachs and our colons are designed in a very specific way because of the course of that evolutionary history. Mm. And even chimpanzees actually eat red meat. Yeah. I mean, chickens eat red meat. So you, you'll see a lot of animals that are quote unquote, like from a conventional perspective, you don't think that they eat meat, but they actually do. Yeah. Like we associate them with bananas or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like but they do eat, <laughs> they eat like Kings. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, another problem in my mind is actually the scientific research on this. So what you'll find is that almost all of the research on red meat intake being linked to unhealthy outcomes mm. is observational data. So they're just making associations and the study design is a poorly, uh, is a poor one. So essentially if you take the standard American diet and you just study red meat without yeah. removing all the other factors then obviously you're going to have a correlation between red meat and cancer, heart disease, and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Who's to say it's not the vegetable oil, sleep deprivation, uh, lack of training, lack of sunlight. Yeah. You get yeah. me? Yeah. In my opinion, it's always been the way it's cooked, Yeah, you know, which is why my preference is I will eat out, but as long as there's a fire grill, you know, mm -hmm. because I have realized that I do not feel, this is just based off of day to day. I do not feel my ultimate best whenever I have something that's deep fried. You know, it's the way it's cooked. Yeah. Which is why I prefer kebabs. It's why I prefer steamed rice. You know, you're using nothing but like mostly natural things, you know, mm. fire, water, whatever. But oil? Damn. <laughs> I, I mean, God be with you, man, if you're uh, eating that. It, it's basically taking something natural and making it processed in some, some sort of way. I mean, in a very real sense, yes. Yeah. Um, you can kind of argue, like if we were to take, what, what kind of oil? Safflower oil. Yeah. Like there, there's no instance in which we would gather or extract oil from safflower. Yeah, even though safflower is good for you. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the, right, in the right context. That's crazy. Okay. And so there, there are other things as well. I mean, we can talk about the differentiation between processed and unprocessed meat. So mm -hmm. um, any like packaged meat with nitrates and nitrates that are synthetic, that's a big problem. That has been shown to be problematic for human health. But unprocessed meat, like just taking it straight from the animal mm -hmm. with no other ingredients, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then, then so, okay, st taking it straight from the animal. But obviously earlier we mentioned that uh, the way the animal was raised matters too. So it's not just a matter of selecting your animal. You got to know your source. That's, well. that's a huge right? one. Yeah. That's a huge one. Which and how, is, my, I always wonder how difficult it is to find a source where it's reliable, you know, mm -hmm. because we like, for example, in California, we don't really live near farms where you could just be like, Oh, I like that cow, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, we know this uh, source of farm here Yeah, and he has amazing quality. You know, Farmer John. No, there's none Farmer of Farmer John. This is, there's Albertsons. There's 
<laughs> uh, pavilions. There's um, we still have some pretty good options. We do. So Butcher Box is one of them. Butcher Box, which yeah. is our new sponsor. So yeah. Um. Yes. So th- that's a very important point. How the animal was raised. Mm-hmm. So there's the concept that you are what you eat. Yes. But you have to take it a level deeper, considering that context. You are what you eat ate, if that makes sense. It, you are what you eat ate. I don't know if I have that right, but essentially, the quality of the food that the animal you have consumed is just as important as... Oh, got you. Okay, okay. You are what you eat ate. Yes. It's kind so, of confusing yeah, yeah, at yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this is real. Yeah. So when you think about how most cows are raised in the United States, mm-hmm. they're fed corn, mm-hmm. soybeans... Um, grain, which they're not supposed to consume, and even a whole bunch of other nasty crap like, mm-hmm. I mean, we just recently had uh, a news article, I believe, that, that came out with the fact that some cows are being fed Skittles. Holy shit. In order to fatten them up. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold the hell on real quick. Um, <laughs> that's insane because I can imagine the the amount of imbalance within hormones within that animal. Mm-hmm. So think about it this way. If you yourself had an imbalance in your hormones, how would you be? You would not feel 100%. I, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. So imagine generationally breeding, right, and taking that down as an unhealthy individual. That will cause problems most likely. You know, epigenetics. Consider, yeah, considering the the pattern here. So, what you eat, ate. You know, (laughs) so like if my cow ate bullshit, then it could be doing damage to me. Essentially, not could. It's it's if your cow ate bullshit, it's going to reflect itself in various metrics within the actual meat. So, for example, the um, polyunsaturated fatty acids, Mm -hmm. vegetable oils. Let's say. There's a differentiation, natural polyunsaturated versus refined, but the polyunsaturated uh, fatty acids that are unnatural in the cow will actually be higher than in a grass-fed, grass-finished cow. God damn. The amino acid profile will be much different. And it's not, it's not a marginal difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah. So it does matter. And for anyone listening, I think, don't take it harshly, but I would sort of start looking at it differently, you know? And this kind of happens to me, even when I go shopping now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a second. What, what is this meat exactly? I know it looks red and fine, and it was just packaged currently, but would this be doing any damage to me? Mm. I'm not sure, you know? So, like, now I have, like, this self-awareness of whatever, even though I do pick it up and eat it, you know? Yeah. Fire grill it up, but... um. And let's be real too. Like if you have a conventional, let's say Albertsons or Stater Brothers package of meat, you try that meat and you compare it to a butcher box cut of meat, mm-hmm. which is going to taste better. Butcher box. And you'll notice the fat, the color of the fat on conventionally raised cow meat mm-hmm. is white. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an indicator that it's an un- unhealthy cow. But if you look at high quality grass fed, grass finished beef, then you'll notice that the quality that the color of the fat is actually yellow or orange. Mm. And that's because of the carotenoid content from the grass that they eat during their mm. lifetime. That's insane because I could 
even down to taste, like my tongue notices a difference when yeah. it comes to it. Um, ButcherBox were kind enough to basically send us a bunch of meat to try, and we had fun with it for a week. So good. The difference was insane um, from your conventional Stater Brothers meat. <laughs> it's night and day. Yeah, which is what I was always curious about it, you know. I know you've had it before in the past, but it's like I never really understood it until I tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, even the ground beef, man. It's just like, more flavorful. Um, it goes down better within your digestive mm-hmm. system. You have more energy after you eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference. Very and- interesting. Um, I just like to say that basically uh, we're not telling anyone that you're, you're, you're messing up here, you know, or anything like that, or this is the only way. But it's just saying this, just take it into consideration that this is where the world is headed. It's all for convenience, efficiency, and um, basically ratio, margining. You money. Know, it's all money. Yeah. Yeah. So be extra weary. So I think grass-fed is a good indicator of, hey, this is at least a little boost better than the traditional meats that you're getting at your local Stater Brothers or Ralph's, for example. It, it can be. It can be, yes. So so what we're pointing to is that this is a better alternative, but you need to understand a couple of things. Grass-fed today, in my opinion, is not good enough. Mm-hmm. You need to have grass-fed grass finished mm. because these companies will manipulate the word, the verbiage yeah. in order to make you think that it's grass fed, yep. grass finished. Let their lawyer look at it and be like, yeah, technically, even though you're lying, we can actually just include, disclude one word and include one word. So 100% that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's straight like, it's honestly borderline criminal in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's funny to me is that Mostly just the United States is doing this, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't surprising at all, but whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, this this stuff also applies to fish and to chicken as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have wild-caught salmon versus farm-raised salmon. You have conventional chicken versus pasture-raised organic free-range chicken. Mm-hmm. So same thing applies with, with all types of meat. Um, and outside of that, I think um, those are the major problems with, with this idea that meat is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So you have to take into account that um, from a historical perspective, this is always what we've eaten. It's loaded with nutrients, everything that we need for our, for our health. Um, there's a marketing campaign to make you think otherwise. Mm-hmm. And the science behind it is extremely skewed. Tsk, tsk, tsk. Tsk, tsk, Cannot believe. Okay. So uh, now we've finished the problems that we kind of face. Um, I'm sure there are benefits to all of this. Um, if you were to go on a red meat diet or just simply include higher quality beef or meats in your life, Mm -hmm. um, what are some of those? Let's see. Well, number one is protein. Immediately. That's the, the first thing everyone thinks of. Protein and amino acid content. Um, you have to consider that as you age, as we all age, Mm -hmm. we need more protein because, our body is just decaying at a quicker rate. Yeah. And so what you'll notice in a lot of people today, especially within like, I mean, you go to doctors in the geriatric realm, a lot of people are falling, breaking their hips. And then for for people who's older, for somebody who's older in age, if you break a hip, you're bedridden and eventually you're dead. Yeah. 
So protein is a very important part of the discussion along with resistance training because it allows you to be strong mm -hmm. into your old age. Yeah, especially when it comes to recovery. Mm -hmm. Ooh, God forbid. I don't want to, you know. It could happen to anyone too. It could be an accident. It could be someone else doing it to you. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. you want your body to be as strong as possible in any instance, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I see here there's a key word, muscle wasting is common. Muscle wasting is what? I think that's just, uh, that, that probably includes the recovery time as you age. Just uh, goes, takes longer and longer basically. Yes. So protein in some way rescues this, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. So muscle wasting specifically refers to just the idea that you lose muscle as you age. Mm -hmm. So let's say you get into your 50s, 60s, 70s. After about 60 years old, or I'd, I'd say 40 years old, it depends on your lifestyle, you'll notice that fast twitch muscle fiber rapidly declines. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you get that through sprinting, through exercise, uh, weight, weight training, things of that nature. And so you need to couple resistance training and the right lifestyle with a high protein diet. Yeah. Or else. Naturally sourced. Naturally sourced, or else you will waste muscle. I see. And once muscle declines, then you, you open the door to a whole host of metabolic problems. Damn. That's something you do not want to go through. Um, let's not forget the vitamins and minerals. So mm -hmm. that includes what? Vitamin B12, iron, zinc, and selenium. The mineralization is at the heart of good health, basically. Yes. So people like to focus on macronutrients, fats, yeah. carbs, proteins. What's more important is micronutrients, mm -hmm. all of the things you just mentioned. Yeah. So basically... When I think of that, so I'm not surprised iron and zinc are in there, but I just don't know how much content of that is in red meats, considering the uh, low-quality lifestyle of most of these animals, yep. which is why we have to take alternative supplements, which is basically sourced like zinc and iron, vitamin C. Depends on context, but yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So we have all these stacks, and we're like, you know, our doctors are telling us, you, you know, you're not taking enough magnesium. You can take this all day and night, but most of your food is not giving you the amount that you need per day. Yep. Um, which is worrying. Huge, and I think that's worrying. Yeah. That's exactly why you have to pair, um, you have to be a little bit more conscious about what meat you're buying. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, my concern is how, wh like, what's max high quality that you can get these days? Because... I know it comes down to soil, obviously, and it comes down to the way the animal, uh, what the, what it's fed, the way it's raised, and, and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. um, with a good source meat, do you still supplement stack? I mean, the supplement discussion is, it's a personalized yeah. discussion, but... In general, I've become less of a fan of supplements mm -hmm. as time goes on for various reasons. But I think in general, if you have a lot, a good amount of meat in your diet and you're eating fish that's wild caught and all this other stuff, then you don't have to worry about supplementation. So variety, yeah. Interesting. I know that most of these, most of the people listening are probably going to be like, oh, I, I take iron, I take zinc, you know. But <laughs> I think my, my, my question was just, would it be necessary to still supplement if you're having a wide variety of good source meat? Probably not. It, it depends on context because if, like, for example, men don't lose that much blood. Mm. So they tend to be higher in iron and iron overload is a big problem with, like, cardiovascular disease and things of that nature. Gotcha. So yeah. 
if you are a woman, for example, and you, um, because you're a woman, you consistently bleed every month, yeah. then higher iron is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. So more meat is probably a good idea. Yeah. Fill up your cabinets, call it the menstruation station. <laughs> um, Fill up your cab- cabinets with that butcher box. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then um, outside of that, I think if we're talking about obesity, um, problems with leptin, problems with people not feeling full, mm-hmm. A high-protein diet is one of the most powerful things to make sure that you're satiated. Gotcha. I mean, dude, nobody can pound two steaks in one sitting. Oh, no. Even you, Mr. Garbage Disposal. Dude. (laughs) The meat sweats start to kick in. I'm struggling. I'm like, I don't want to eat anymore, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It satiates you in a different different way, especially when it's good source, man. Mm -hmm. You know? You feel like some in some sittings you can eat a lot, and you'd be like, that might be bad quality meat. Yeah. Because you just ate, like, I don't know. Six chicken breasts. <laughs> Damn. I know by the time I'm in, I'm on my second one, I'm usually like, when it's halal, boom. like Tapped out. Tapped out. Yeah. Crazy. So not only is this um, feeling-based, it's also um, long-term, like visually, like physically visual. Yeah, aesthetics. You know, um, it goes a long way. Uh, your face starts to look better. I think you, like mostly aesthetic, you know, your skin just feels different. Your energy feels different. Um, everything is kind of just like excellent, you know? And by no means are we like recommending carnivore, by the way. No, 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 no. That's a, that's a different thing. Yeah. That's a separate discussion. We're just saying it's going to benefit you if you remove all the processed junk from your diet mm-hmm. and increase your grass-fed, grass-finished. Yeah beef and wild caught salmon. If this was a carnivore diet um, freaking discussion, this would be, (laughs) I have a lot of things to say about that. that (laughs) Most of these people do it wrong, you know? Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, just some other things. I mean, heme iron. um, My favorite is uh, the whole creatine thing right now where people are saying creatine is more important than protein in many ways. And I'm like, Mm, maybe considering that if you're eating the sufficient amount while you're working out, you know. And um, here it says red meat is a source of creatine, which is important for energy production and muscles. Yes. Right? So double whammy right there. Mm-hmm. Red meat, you get the good good source of protein, you get the good source of creatine, which enables muscles to grow. And all the amino acids as well. I mean, uh, leucine, cysteine, uh, what else is there? All those amino acids work to make sure that you gain as much muscle as possible mm. in the right context. So, I mean, you can't go wrong here, man. Dude, start up the grill because I am starving, man. Fire up the we're grill. We're going to do the um, El Pollo Loco style. Bring that butcher box over <laughs> here because we're about to butcher that box. Yes, we are. If you guys haven't checked them out, please go ahead and visit them at butcherbox.com. Um, don't forget to click the link if you are interested. You will save a lot of money, and you can uh, select some... Good meats for the year. Um, they have a promotion going on. Go ahead and use code 2AM Podcast otherwise for that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. It's a fun time. Yeah. Red meat is good for you. Do not listen to anyone else. It's crazy. <laughs> um, as we know, I am a uh, Arab American. I have traveled the world in the Middle East. And red meat is one of those things that you just can't not have. It's everywhere. It's found in every culture. Exactly. You know? So we get to slaughter the lamb at least twice a year. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of our tradition. 
Um, so it's something that I've been familiar with all along. So whenever I hear these uh, misconceptions or people talking negatively about red meat, I'm just like, what the hell are you guys talking about, man? <laughs> this has been around forever. You know? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us a five-star review on Spotify. Go ahead and check us out on Instagram at the 2AM Podcast. We're also available on all major streaming platforms. Check out our website at the 2AMPodcast.com. Uh, we have some uh, nice little merch there, a little T-shirt. We have um, many ways you can support us as well, including ButcherBox. So use code 2AMPodcast if you're interested. Thank you once again, and we will catch you next time. Peace.